This is how schools work. A look at teaching and learning in the Mamaroneck schools. Hey, it's Evan Madden coming to you from NPR. Please remember, if you like any of our shows, to hit the subscribe button. Imagine if you could take a class with three different teachers in a room at the same time, each with a different area of expertise. Combine that with a collection of students who are passionate about different subjects like computer science, design, even economics. What I'm describing to you is actually happening here at Mamaroneck High School with what's known as the New Design Collaborative Program. It's headed by Jim Love, engineering teacher, Jigar Jadav, computer science teacher, and Gwen Betancourt, who teaches graphic design. One period in their day, all three teachers converge in Gwen's classroom with a group of students, and they work together on projects, but they do it from each of their different disciplines. So students are now experiencing their own passions with a passionate teacher, all three of them in the room. We sat down to discuss this new program, how it works, and what it feels like. Here's that conversation. I mean, I'll, we can start out with how did this idea come about. Um, Gwen and I actually, we met like on my first day of uh, of interview here, and I just was in awe of you know the work that she was doing, and we said, hey, why don't we like if I get hired, why don't we collaborate in the future? <laughs> you know, which would be really cool. And at that time, I had this idea that we Gwen and I had talked about as like having like a like a studio, like a game gaming studio. And one of the friends that I have, he started a gaming studio in Massachusetts. So I was like, and I went to visit the studio. It was amazing how, like, you know, people are writing the stories, building characters, and handing it off to the design team to create the characters and then handing it off to coders. And this was such such an amazing idea that I kind of did more research on. And then we, we, we talked about that, you know, like maybe we can do a game design studio or something. So um, I had a meeting with Bob about it, and eventually we were like, yeah, let's revisit this at some point. And then... Gwen and I started collaborating on smaller projects in the last four or five years, yes. and uh, from web development to just having my students, you know, working with her students on the impressions website, et cetera. And then this idea came about again with the idea of why don't we just open this up to solving a problem, you know, through different venues, right? Like uh, from engineering perspective, design perspective, and coding. So that was the start of the conversation. And then just over the years, it's sort of we kept on refining it, refining it. And then we did, we pitched this idea. And Jim, how did you fit into this? Well, I mean, I guess uh, I'm the relative newcomer to the group. So, uh, I mean, really been trying to develop the engineering program sort of organically and uh, and almost on its own, you know, when I when I first came here to MHS. Um, uh, but Jigger and I work very closely together. So we're neighbors and, uh, and there's always conversation going on about different ways that we can kind of bring our stuff together. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just the right time, you know, so me being here for a couple of years now and, uh, and, and seeing what our kids are capable of and, and the types of things they put together, uh, just being able to, uh, to kind of expand it out, I think was one of the, uh, the bigger things. And, uh, and a lot of our conversations, Jigger and I, but were just about like, okay, well, you know, if we come up with this sort of engineering project, you know, how could we build encoding and then. One of the things that's missing from a lot of our work is uh, industrial design. So that's where sort of Gwen comes in. And it's, uh, it just seems more than ever that the time was just right for this to sort of happen. And, um, 
you know, it's, it's always amazing to see how much support we get, you know, from outside of us three, you know, so it's one thing for us three to get together and talk about all these great things that we want to try to do. Um, but then to just bring it outside. So, you know, you mentioned about Bob and, uh, and, and Liz and, uh, and just laying these things out and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, just go for it. And we're like, what, you know, like really? Hmm. And, uh, and that's sort of, uh, that's how it all came together, I guess. If you can walk us through, so just for the listeners, give us a sense. So uh, all of you teach the same period, correct? In the same space. That's correct. Yes, and that took a couple of years to work out. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The expertise of um, Mario trying to figure out how to get us in a room together. So the design program, this is in its fourth year, and we've always had this vision of collaborating at the end, but the logistics of it have been challenging if we're not in the same space. I had a collaborative class last year. They did some amazing human-centered design projects, um, you know, mindfulness, um, deaf awareness, things that they were tackled that they were really passionate about. But in order to get the implementation piece um, actually set up and working with the community, uh, they had app designs that they worked out all the, the components and the details to, and we're trying to get coders to connect with them, and that became just too much of a challenge. Uh, so our goal to all collaborate in this um, in this one period in this one class has been amazing so far. Yeah. In fact, we hear these conversations of the students saying, "Oh my goodness, this is what we've been missing," you know, the design piece or you know the computer the computer science piece. So I think it's they're really noticing that this is um, the skills they need for twenty first century um, global market and. I think it's going to pay off. Yeah, and it's really just about knocking out the roadblocks to getting this done. You know, like teachers will say, like, "Oh, that can't happen because we don't our periods don't match up," and you know, X, Y, and Z, like all the reasons why something can't happen. Maybe sometimes, you know, because we're we're used to our own, you know, small areas of expertise. And uh, you know, I think one by one we kind of just like knocked it out, and uh, and we have a couple more I think to knock out. But they seem to be uh, the barriers seem to be falling down pretty quickly. So hopefully. Uh, and it's been a great collaboration. I'm, I'm used to working this way in the field. So for me, it was a natural transition and something that I've been wanting. And I think, you know, everybody comes from with professional experience that we wanted to um, make it work here and simulate a, an operational design firm out in the real world. Yeah, and I think the challenge was even when we talked initially about collaborating um there was one particular aspect we wanted to collaborate on Gwen and I was on web design and development piece and um what ended up happening is that we just couldn't have our our periods were not at the same time that we could collaborate on and our prep periods we didn't have common so logistically it became really challenging so instead we just had like my computer science club students sort of collaborate with Gwen and on the side projects so it's good to have like a common period that we can all meet. I'm curious, uh, um, Gwen, you alluded to this a little bit, but uh, I know it's a really exciting experience for you guys to be able to kind of dive into this pool and experiment a little bit. But I'm wondering what you've seen thus far in the couple of weeks we've been at school from the students, because this is a very different experience for them from their traditional school experience. And I'm wonder, wondering what you're hearing and what you're seeing and, and what their thoughts are about this. That's a great question because I think as we came together over the summer to try to figure out what this would look like, 
um, and we started feeling comfortable as the days passed together. But the students came in with that same level of nervousness, like what are we, you know, what are we expected to do, and how is it going to work? And and I think you know we collaborate so well together that we put them at ease those first few days, and then they just started diving in. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, the comfort thing is a, a, a big thing. It's kind of funny you say you feel comfortable. Like a lot of times I'm, I'm a little nervous about how things are going, you know, because I think, you know, the way I feel, at least as instructors, where, I mean, we're learning as much from the kids as uh, the kids are learning from us. And it's, uh, you know, we don't know exactly, you know, the twists and turns a project will take us. So it is sort of, it's comfortable in one way because we have a great group of people that are just together, like building stuff. Um, but it's really uncomfortable in other ways because... Um, you know, there's there's no like set in stone thing that we need to follow. And, uh, you know, we know where we're going, but we, we just don't know, you know, how the road is sort of going to take us there, which is uh, it's a fun, like exciting sort of experience, I guess. Yeah. In fact, when we met for professional development over the summer, um, I kept on like dreaming, like, how does this tie in with computer science, you know, and, <laughs> and we're trying to find organic ways. Yeah, we were to, selling it to um, them, actually. It felt yeah, like we were trying yeah, to they sell were, it. They were right? like, two out of three were on board. Yeah, you got to be uh, part of this. Come on. Thank yeah. you for the story. Like, no, it's got nothing to do with computer science. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. And, and the, the challenge for me was also to kind of get over the idea that, you know, uh, how do you find creative, innovative ways to bring you know, science into this, the computer science aspect, you know. So we bounce around a lot of ideas. Um, but I just want to say, like, you know, from, you know, I feel incredibly honored and lucky to be able to work side by side with these two incredible professionals. And and it's it's just been so amazing, the fact that, like, it's only been two weeks, but I feel like we're like a well-oiled machine right now, which is crazy to say that. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, the synergy of the people in the classroom and bring that same level of comfort to the students. In fact, the same barrier that I had when we first started discussing how does this tie into computer science, some of the students in the first project asked me the same thing. It was like, Jadal, how, how does computer science tie into your backpacks? I was like, well, go figure it out. You know, That's part of the challenge. You know, Get outside of your comfort zone and, and see, do some research. Right? Go online and see how technology ties into um, your, your current project. My big philosophy is change is good. You know, you're excited, you're nervous, you're uncomfortable, you're nauseous. That means you're growing. <laughs> right. Can you walk us through, just give us an idea. So, uh, you know, is there a set curriculum here? Do you have an idea? Like, are there just little projects along the way? Uh, someone who takes your course, what would they expect to go through in a semester or a year? Yeah, I'm, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Um, so we mapped out the year um, with an overall goal of how the work would build within the collaborative groups. We are setting up the classroom in these interdisciplinary groups. So there's an engineer, there's a design, designer, there's a computer science person. Um, they're running about four to five people per group, and we plan on changing those groups as we go throughout the year. We started them on a small human-centered design challenge. This time it's only been a couple of weeks, and they're going to go into larger-scale projects that are more complex, um, and then have the professional piece of connecting to the community. Yeah, I think all the, the kids are really coming in with a, a good base set of knowledge, and uh, they're actually doing a lot of learning from each other, and I think that's going to be more evident as we sort of move through the projects. 
Um, in, in terms, you know, as Gwen was saying, in terms of overarching things, I mean, I, I think uh, project management is a, is a huge part or a pillar of, uh, of what we're doing. Um, and then a lot of our conversation about the CS component was data analysis, you know, like using data to refine designs and, uh, and, and finding out, you know, quantitatively um, how something does or, or you know, just trying to collect information on it and then using that to sort of iterate on certain designs. And so in my mind, like, that's like the, the two big, you know, curriculum sort of ideas and goals. So the project management, the collaborative, like, consulting firm feel um, and, uh, and data. Yeah, I mean, one of the things we talked about at the beginning when we were pitching this idea and, um, you know, it's, it's a fourth year, it's a capstone model, right? So we, it's a course where it's student-centered. Students are bringing in all their knowledge. So my computer science students have been through the track for three years and now in, in their fourth year course, they know enough coding at this point that they can learn another language on their own, right? And and that is that is instrumental because different projects will use different platforms, tech um, software, programming languages. So it's not a course so much about um, you know having students learn coding, but it's really about utilizing their prior knowledge and, and synthesizing everything you know from the prior three years. But also be open to learning something new if that's what it, what the project entails. Yeah, and I, and I think you know from a consulting point of view as well, like you know a lot of times you'll go into a project and really not know like the full like scope of it and and have to figure out things along the way. And I think you know that's that's really what we're trying to model in a way. So you know if it's learning to program in C that you've never done, or if it's a new engineering skill or a new engineering technology. Um, saying that, okay, well, we need this to get this done, and then kind of, you know, figuring out how to gain that knowledge, gain those resources, and then pushing forward with it. So, Absolutely, and the, the foundation is critical, that they all have this foundation in one of these disciplines, and then they build upon that based on the work. So I'm curious, uh, you know, I, it sounds to me like this is a, it's a radical shift in, in teaching and learning in, in a wonderful way. And I, I think I'm trying to think of some of the ancillary consequences of it, like um, how agile we need to be as a district in terms of being able to uh, purchase resources along the way when they come up and those needs arise and subscriptions to software and various things that have come up. Um, but it also makes me think about you know, the future and the long-term plans here. And I wonder, I know we're very early in this in this program, but I wonder what some of your, like, wish list ideas are, um, especially around this conversation we're having in Mamaroneck now around innovative learning spaces and how important the environment is. And I wonder what your thoughts are on those aspects of as they pertain to your program in particular. This yeah, okay. so was, <laughs> I think Gwen and I are on the same page. Yeah. Sorry, Jim. But, uh, I'm always uh, left out. So no, 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 not at all. You're left. always in the mix. Jim is left in. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. So, yeah. yeah, I think I think we, we when we were planning out the curriculum, we quickly ran into this question, Mike. Um, and the question was, you know, how do we... How do we know ahead of time what we need when we don't know what kids are designing and creating? So, so the challenge... This is not a new challenge, by the way. Like this is something that I'm sure three of us have faced from our particular disciplines before, and but then then we need the support from the district in terms of saying, all right, well, if you budget like X amount of dollars, you know, for the students, and then we tap into that pool when students come and say, hey, we need X, Y, and Z components for one team. Then then another team says we need A, B, and C 
we want to be able to quickly purchase it without too much downtime and then have them start working on prototyping, redesign, and testing. And and all of this is trial and error, right? To 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 a great degree, you know. And but I think the key is um, that we have that kind of support in the school district, which is amazing. You know, that's why we're doing what we're doing right now. And and then in the future, I think you know one of the biggest challenges we have right now. And I and I told Gwen and my seventh period class is that you know as much as my students are getting used to the new schedule, so am I because. You know, I ended up getting to Gwen's class a couple of minutes late because I'm coming in from from post, and then my seventh period class is waiting right after. So I think it sort of brings back the idea of we need a we need a we need a common space, a bigger space, which is something we we've been talking about, and the idea of well, we right now what we accomplish is is the we we've, we've taken down the metaphorical wall of disciplines, right? Now, how do we how do we translate the same into physical space, right? How do we make these open creative spaces where we can rearrange the walls, redesign the walls based on the projects that we are working on, so students can get in groups. We can pull out students and teach students certain skills they need in that moment, and and have a creative working environment. You know, and I really think that you know we we recently had that meeting with the was it Nair consultants, yeah, and. Um, I mean, this is just really the, the poster child for that. This is, um, this is something where um, our work is very much goal-driven, and so there are times when teams probably are able to step back a little bit and either just like have creative time and creative space maybe that they can pull away, and I think some of their educational spaces um, that they, they've been talking about designing for schools and, and some of the things that we've seen in their designs uh, would really lend itself to what we're trying to do, you know, so... You know, Gwen has been so gracious to, to allow us to use her space, and it's it's an interesting space where there's, like, kind of an, a separate alcove if you've never been to that room, and, and routinely teams will pull off and, like, kind of hold themselves up in that alcove just to, like, get out of the main, like, area because, you know, I think they work sort of the way that I like working. Like, I like to pull myself out of, like, a big mix. Like, I don't operate well in, like, you know, a, a, a very busy, like, loud room sometimes. Sometimes I do. Um, but that space is really nice because it kind of you know, brings that element into it. And, and of course, that, that didn't really require any additional things. We sort of had that already. Um, but I can only imagine what it would be like if, uh, if, if we ended up with a space, you know, one of these new modern educational spaces where we could, you know, set up the rooms in different ways and have teams break off into really small meeting rooms, you know, with big glass windows. So you could sort of keep eyes on different teams and, uh, and you know, watch them as they progress, or maybe quiet areas where teams are bouncing a ball off the wall and, and bouncing thoughts around at the same time. You know, so um, I think that that definitely lends itself to the way we're doing things, um, and I think that that very closely models, you know, what what they're going to find in the in the, the quote unquote real world, whatever that means. Um, but a lot of consulting firms, you know, have those sort of spaces, and uh, and I think it would it would lend itself. That's definitely on the wish list to, to answer your question. Um, and coming back and forth from the professional world to the educational world, I think the flexibility is critical. And that's something we don't necessarily have set up here that needs to be set up in order to be successful. It needs to work like a corporation. And that's unfortunately not how, you know, I think we're, we're trying to get there. And there's, you know, growing, you know, growing pains getting there. But in order for this model to work, which I think is ideal to have in an educational setting, we do need to have the flexibility for yeah. supplies and, just, and spaces. So uh, 
one other thing we've been thinking about too, especially hearing from these architects, is you get to think big, right? You get to think about space, you get to think about how you handle teaching, your flow, that kind of thing. So now that you are in this and you have that period, how does it feel to pivot from this experience together back to your regular class, right? Where you don't have this. Is that hard to do? Is that interesting? Is that tough? How do you see the students? I think Jigger always says that he'd teach five of these a day if he could. Cause, uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> That's just because I want to work with you guys, you know, every single period of the day. Um, but, but jokes aside, like, I, I think I want to piggyback to what Gwen said about the idea of flexibility, right? I do also want to say that there is no such thing as one size fits all, right? So I think it's, it's important to know that while this model works for this type of a class, it may not be the model for every single class. And, and that's something to, to be aware of, uh, that there, there is time for, for specific types of instruction, specific types of classroom setting. Um, so I, I, think, I think that's an important piece there. Um, as far as going back to my regular classroom is concerned, uh, I think I think Jim summed it up. You know, I want five of those. You know, five times a day. You know, mm. um, no, but it, in all seriousness, I do find uh, that going back to my classroom and and teaching the courses um, that I need to revisit how I teach my class. It, it changes you a little bit. It like does. It, it, it's in definitely a positive way. Yeah, no, and yes. and just seeing you know the, that group interaction and. You know, I'm not sure that if you just had a, a, a big room full of freshmen who have no like kind of base expectations set. Um, I don't know if this would necessarily work, but at the same time, I teach an intro to engineering course, um, and coming like right from collaborative design, I'm like, hey, you know, maybe we can't do this like as a whole, but you know, bringing in certain elements and uh, and just kind of encouraging that, and knowing that in the future, you know, in four years, these are the kids that are going to be populating that room. Um, and uh, and sort of prepping them for that in little ways, which I think is uh, is a really cool thing. Yeah, we're preparing them for the global market, and that's what the intro classes are for to develop those skills. So it is something you always keep revisiting and you know changing as right. Everything's changing constantly, especially um, in the corporate world. So we try to keep up with that here. We want to thank you for being here today. And for being our guests. And uh, good luck with everything. Thank, thank you, two, thank three. You. So hopefully you're going to invite us back sometime in the future. <laughs> yeah, we'd like to expand this space. So Jim will be calling on you to uh, build us five more studios. <laughs> I'll bring the hammers. <laughs> be, be sure to give it a five-star rating. Um, yeah, that's so, you know, <laughs> and a thumbs up all right. for that. Thank you. And we'll have Gwen design you know, all the aesthetics, and we'll be set. That's it. Okay. Thanks thank so much. Thank you very much. Thank you.